Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Oh, hey, before we start the show, i got to tell you about the Allegedly podcast with my lawyers, Bo Bowen and Ryan Schmidt. They got pop culture, they got legal news, they got behind-the-scenes antics, and a whole lot of laughs. One of the best podcasts I've ever heard. Allegedly with Bo and Ryan at thebowenlawgroup.com. Link in the description and everywhere you get your podcasts, of course. And now let the cartoons begin. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Bob Seska. You really are sick. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, January 3, 2023, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, Happy New Year. Day 713 of the Biden-Harris administration, 672 days until the 24 presidential election. I am on Instagram, the Bob Seska is my handle, Twitter, Bob Seska underscore go. Our Patreon is bobseskashow.com, and my link tree is in the description. And all new for 2023, here's Buzz Burbank with the news. Girls, girls, break it up. Hi. Hi, sorry. Uh, Lauren <laughs> Bobert and Marge Green were catfighting again. Oh, hey. <laughs> Here we are. We're yeah, back. Hi. Happy New Year. Uh, Happy New Year to you and everyone. Uh, in case you've forgotten, he's Bob. I'm Buzz. And we expect to return to near normal operations today. <laughs> uh, now with COVID uh, running rampant in China, yeah. U.S. officials have decided to restrict travel from China. Good. Uh, best way to do that, of course... Book them on Southwest. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, uh, Bob and I do want to clear up some confusion. Uh-huh. Uh, we we never said today's show is new. We said it's new-ish. <laughs> Lots to say about that asshole here. <laughs> and well, here we are now several days into 2023, and yet uh, Jimmy Fallon is still writing Joe Biden is old jokes on his cue cards. <laughs> I wonder I wonder how Mark Meadows is staying warm. I actually worry a little bit about this. I wonder how Mark Meadows is staying warm this winter uh, since he burned all his documents in a fireplace last winter. <laughs> Did you have a nice Christmas, Bob? Yeah, it was lovely, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I had a great Christmas. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I got six of the Trump trading cards. <laughs> uh, I got uh, the cowboy, the cop, the biker, the construction guy, and the Indian chief. Oh, he loves their music, though. I know no? he does. Yeah. And oh, man, uh, the year's already off to a rough start for Republican Congressman-elect George Santos. Aww. In just a single week, he lost his mom, Barbara Walters, his uncle, Pele, and his grandpa, Pope Benedict. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
kicking off a brand new year. It's 2023 with the great Rocky Mountain Mike. Here we go. Yeah. In my time, half wits and separatists, it's really a crime. Who cares? They're lame, they'll choose. Trump, he might win, but not so Ted Cruz. We're all Rocky Mountain Mike at the Wurlitzer. Yeah, some, uh, something for the brand new Congress. Uh, Republicans <laughs> yeah, in disarray. Hell yeah. Oh, man, yeah. are they ever. Wow. Oh, my God. See, I, and I want to assure everybody, Bob was easily ex- uh, re-elected speaker of this show today. So <laughs> we'll go forward without oh, chaos. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? I, I wanted to talk about what happened during our Christmas breaks. But you know what? I think we're going to hold that over for the shadow docket. I've got some great stories. I've got one story involving the word fart. I've got another story (laughs) about former Tea Party Congressman Joe Walsh. You're going to want to stick around for that, too. That'll all be happening on the shadow docket on our Patreon page, bobsuskashow.com. But, yeah, in the meantime, my friend, we got to talk about Republicans in disarray because, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. We, th- this is like the best way to start off the new year, as far as I'm concerned, in, in terms of entertainment <laughs> yeah. value. Uh, they, they truly are in disarray. As I tweeted uh, before the show today, uh, you, you have this George Sento showing up at his office. Can you imagine this being your first day at work? He shows up at his office, or he's headed toward, he's down, headed down the hall, yeah. and as he as he gets toward it, he sees a gaggle of reporters. I think it's a gaggle, isn't it? <laughs> yes. This is a gaggle of reporters and photographers outside his door. This is his office, his very own office in a congressional office building. He's headed toward his first exciting day at work, and he sees the reporters and turns tail and, and goes the other way and has reporters chasing him out of the building. So he, he didn't even get to work today. Meanwhile, you've got this closed-door meeting, and by the way, the doors were open, uh, but but you have this quote-unquote closed-door meeting with the, the Republicans, McCarthy, giving a fiery speech and uh, yelling back and forth between him and Lauren Boebert. This truly is disarray and if you saw Rachel last night you're up to speed on what this really means uh, as of noon today uh, we we have no congress yeah uh, we we have no house of representatives because i'm presuming that by the time the show is released uh, McCarthy will not have been elected speaker of the house and that's the first time on the first ballot and that's the first time that's happened in 100 years literally exactly 100 years yeah you know what there's been a phrase that i've used ever since the old blogosphere 1.0 and it's my sarcastic cheer for the Republican Party. It's keep going, Republicans. You're doing great. (laughs) I love it. Yes, I love this so much. I almost don't want to interfere with it. I almost want to say, you know what? Just keep doing what you're doing. We're going to be over here just shutting our pie holes and watching the chaos because that's exactly what it is. I saw a video this morning, first thing uh, out of the shoot on Twitter, was a video of Muggsy, our, our friend Robert Costa, uh, <laughs> right. trying to get a, a word in with uh, Matt Gates and right. Lauren Boebert as they mm. exited that meeting with Kevin McCarthy. Right. Gigantic shit-eating grins on their faces as if mm. they're doing this and 
it's the best idea in the world. Right. <laughs> like, look at how amazing we are. Uh, look mm. how we're manhandling Kevin McCarthy. And, Isn't and this they're great? Yeah. Be, be, being trolls, that's yeah. what they're all about. That, yeah. that gives them satisfaction. Just briefly on the serious side, because most of this is entertaining and funny. It is. But briefly on the serious side, uh, nobody can be seated. Not George Santos, not any of the elected uh, Republican House members who now control by, what, nine votes, uh, yeah. the House of Representatives? Yeah. And just barely. I mean, just barely. Uh, one may be extradited to Brazil before this is over. So maybe eight. I don't know. But uh, you've got this weak House majority or weak ass majority, and, and it is in complete chaos. But what it means to us practically is we have no House of Representatives. There is no legislative body to uh, approve government spending. To keep government open, to do the very basic business, and uh, none of these folks can be seated until there is a speaker. And uh, at last count, as we were going into the show today, it only was going to take five votes to keep McCarthy from becoming speaker. At last count, before the show, there were twenty votes against him. Uh, this is a mess, and they're going to have to vote over and over and over again. And they can't do jack. They can't launch their phony baloney investigations. Until they elect a speaker, and I don't <laughs> see that in immediate sight. I, I don't know how this ends, and I, and I hope, and I've seen other people say this too, I hope no Democrat raises a finger to help them. In other words, if they put forth a moderate choice and some Democrats go, well, yeah, we, could, uh, we could support that. No, no, no. Do what they would do in this situation. Yeah. Everybody vote no. That's what we're, we're hoping and expecting out of our Democratic law. Yes, here's the rule. You got to vote. No, no. Right. Like okay, that. Well, then break some glass is what you do exactly. after Exactly. Do it just like that. But you know what they're doing? Actually, this just occurred to me. They're whizzing on the electric fence. Is what they're doing. They are. Yeah. Good job, yeah. Republicans. And that, keep, that will keep going. Yeah. That will sting your pee pee. So <laughs> you don't want to. You don't want to do that. Already, we're only nine minutes in. Yeah. You just came up with the name of the show. That's it. <laughs> sting in your pee pee. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, don't please don't. Don't whiz on the electric fence because it'll sting your people. Don't whiz on the electric fence. But but and, and also seriously, this this sort of proves to the American people. I mean, the Republicans were supposed to win the House by like 50, 60 votes. They they won up by nine, and so they're already in a weak position. Whether it's McCarthy or somebody else who ends up in the Speaker's position, they're going to be weak. Yeah. And under under new rules, they can be voted out day by day. So uh, it's just it's a rudderless ship. Uh, they they have no legislative plans. Uh, they have investigative plans, but they have no legislative plans whatsoever to make the country better or to help people. Uh, they're not about that. And this all becomes very transparent for the American people to see that uh, they have no plan, that they are in total chaos, and that, and this is the big point, unable to govern. Yeah. They are unable to govern. The Republicans just barely won control, and they are unable to govern with it. The problem is, is that they very easily justify that kind of shit. They say, you know what? That's why we sent Republicans to Congress, so that they would completely gum up the works of government, so they could stall government, so they could make government completely Gates. ineffectual. The less they do in the capacity of being the government is the best thing for them to do. I don't know if that's McCarthy's thing or not, but it's definitely Boebert's thing and yeah. Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt yeah. Gates. That's their thing. And they really are. They, they love this. This is why they have the shit-eating grins on their faces. Mm -hmm. I'm going to swear more in 2023. Yay! It's why they have... <laughs> 
why they have these these expressions on their faces because that's all they care about. As trolls, they have succeeded. They have gummed up the system, and uh, they're proud of it, and it gets them attention, and it makes them feel like a big deal. See, that's the thing, though, because I know a lot of people are like, I'm speaking of Republicans right now, they're like, yeah, you know what, the less government, the better. But then as soon as they enter a polling place, as soon as they talk to a pollster, mm. it's like, why is all this gridlock happening? God damn it, all the gridlock in Washington. Why can't they work things out? Why can't they come together to do things for the American people? And that's ultimately, I think, the truth that underlies all of this. That as much as people say, hey, you know what, we're small government conservatives or even if I don't even know if that exists anymore. I, I honest to God think right. that they are just completely rudderless. They have no uh, political values, ideological values, any values whatsoever. It's all about owning the libs. But to the extent that they still have some interest in the functioning of American <laughs> democracy. No. Yeah, I, I just I think it's all bullshit. I, I think they're constantly deceiving themselves in terms of what they want from their elected representatives. I think ultimately they want government to do things for them and they mm -hmm. get pissed off when government doesn't do the things that they expect them to do. See also the bullshit that Pete Buttigieg is going through right now on Fox News Channel where right. they're blaming him for the Southwest debacle. Obviously, the subtext being why isn't the transportation secretary doing anything about this goddamn airlines that's screwed over so many people over the holidays? It was all over it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, I mean, getting back to Kevin McCarthy here, one of the things you kind of hinted at a second ago, Buzz, was this notion of a motion to vacate right. that McCarthy has negotiated with the Rodeo Clown Caucus. <laughs> it's like saying, if you'll elect me president, I'll let you assassinate me. Yeah, exactly it, right. It's kind of like that. All Kevin McCarthy has to do is pick up the phone and talk to John Boehner, talk to Paul Ryan, and notice how right. the previous two Republican speakers were run off <laughs> by the Rodeo Clown Caucus, formerly the Tea Party Caucus. Uh, right. That group of crazies has driven away speaker after speaker after speaker, completely not realizing that yeah, you have to be a little less crazy in order to do that job. I mean, you can't. Obviously, there have been crazy people as Speaker of the House. Sure. But you got to be a little less crazy if you want to hold an entire caucus together and get things done for the American people, which as much as they, as I said before, as much as they deny wanting that uh, on the Republican side, they actually do want that. So they're yeah. screwed. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah. I mean, and, and we have to run with this. Uh, I, I, you know, I've seen seen people complaining of why isn't the media making more out of this disarray mm. well what i've seen is they kind of have been uh, yeah. I, i've not experienced that i've been seeing uh, man i love that and we all need to help keep that going and keep uh, feeding the media in that regard uh because uh, they they feel like they're on to stuff they, they the media is all about a, a disarray so mm -hmm. if if uh, the republicans are now the uh, the subject of that disarray and the object of that disarray let's all run with that let's say over and over again because this is, as I said, proof to the American people that Republicans uh, cannot, are not prepared and, or willing to govern. They can't govern. They yeah, can't, meaning yeah. they can't run government. They're not able to do it. They're incapable of doing it. This incompetence, we need to run with this. We need to let people know that the Congress they've elected can't do anything because they're idiots. And and uh, we, we just need to keep driving that point because it's certainly been driven into us in the past, especially when it wasn't even true. Yeah. This is the clearest disarray you shall ever see. Just by way of contrast, look at the previous Congress. 
Look at what Nancy Pelosi has been able to do. And God damn it, you know what? So God, many things. Just as a side note, every time yeah. I say look at, I immediately go to Trump because that's something Trump says all the time. Why don't you Man. look at look at what's happening over there? Look at look at the door and they, the now, door is listen, open and look at the ballots that, and look at Arizona. Uh, that expression, like other expressions he has used, were around before there was a Donald I Trump. Know, I know. I refuse. I will continue to use those phrases because yeah. I refuse to let him co-opt them. Yes. But so I mean, say it all you want. Nancy Pelosi was able to keep together a gigantic big tent caucus of diverse opinions from diverse districts across America and was able to uh, have a legislative record passing wish list items from top to bottom. I mean, just going through the list. I mean, Steny Hoyer posted an entire rundown yeah. of all the things that that Congress was able to pass, knowing full well that you had everyone in that Democratic caucus from conservative Democrats all the way down to the squad and, and that faction of the House Democrats, everyone mm -hmm. voting in unison on these things. Maybe yes. a couple of defectors here and there, but by and large, and a lockstep Democratic Party, right? And getting so much done for the American people. Capping yeah. uh, capping insulin costs, capping prescription costs, uh, uh, actually repairing bridges that have been outdated for 25 years, mm -hmm. uh, actually getting that, that infrastructure done that, that Trump promised so many times and never even started. Yeah. Uh, it's The work has begun now under this presidency, and as a result of uh, actually bipartisan work of of this Congress of the last two years. Uh, I, I, even progressives, and I, I get irritated with uh, far-left progressives who say, well, they didn't do enough. They didn't do it. They did amazing things yeah. in this two years. Yeah. If you don't see that, if you haven't looked at one of those lists of accomplishments, you're just not paying attention and you don't know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if any Congress... Can claim the accomplishments of the one that concluded at noon today. Absolutely not. We got to get more heads of lettuce, especially with the motion to vacate thing on the table. <laughs> Who's going to last longer, Kevin McCarthy or a head of lettuce? They might. You know what? They might as well just make a head of lettuce the Speaker of the House. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, lettuce. Well, it's it's almost an unfair race because lettuce will hold out for a while. Let's uh, <laughs> let's choose a bunch of bananas. Let's see. <laughs> let, let's compare him. To a bunch of bananas, because you know how fast those go. And I think, yeah, yeah. I think McCarthy, I think the bananas will even, uh, even the bananas will outlast McCarthy. <laughs> right. Obviously, people listening to this show, uh, you will know better than we do as far as the outcome of all of this. But people of the future, yes. yeah, people of the future. We're we're just savoring but, the chaos right now. Is what we're doing. Uh, yeah. I was thinking today's before today's show. This show, even though we won't officially know as we're recording the show, we won't officially know what went down with McCarthy. Yeah, we 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 have a great deal of certainty as to where it was heading. So uh, I don't think the show is outdated by anything that happened today. No, I don't think there's no. anything that can happen today that outdates the show. So there may be more to say, and conveniently, Bob has more shows this week. Yeah. So you'll certainly hear about it here. But, uh, you know, it's it's just gr great. that This is one occasion where there's developing news during the show, and it really doesn't make any difference to us how it turns out because we already kind of know. Tweet of the day comes from Simon Rosenberg, our friend Simon Rosenberg, who tweeted, 
Not sure the American people really understand the level of chaos and crazy we are about to see. Now, that could apply to both the Kevin McCarthy thing and the next two years of Republican kangaroo courts. Both are true. Yeah. Yeah, And by the way, we're going to get into that when it comes to Trump's tax returns here in just a second. And uh, yeah, a whole bunch of other things happening uh, surrounding. A whole bunch. Yeah. uh, China and uh, Donald Trump's finances. The ethics committee. Yeah, absolutely. Meantime, uh, Charlotte Clymer uh, wrote this about the Democrats, going back to what we were saying about Nancy Mm -hmm. Pelosi and so on. Mm -hmm. Today, for the first time in American history, a major political party will have no white men in its top leadership positions in the House. saw this. We've got Hakeem Jeffries. We've got uh, Whip Catherine Clark. We've got Uh the Democratic chair, Pete Aguilar from the California Third. A a woman and an Hispanic. Yeah. Uh, And now are the three leaders of uh, Democratic Congressional Caucus. Yeah. And uh, that's never happened with any party before, including our own. And uh, it's a it's a sight to behold and one to be very, very proud of. And one that is, by the way, and most importantly, most representative of the American people. So what do you want to talk about next, Buzz? Uh, Trump's tax returns <laughs> or get back into George Santos here? Uh, you know, let, let's do Santos first, if you okay. don't mind. I think that's, that's pretty hot on everybody's right. mind, especially since he turned tail and ran from his office today. Yeah. So here we are. Uh, we were on vacation for two weeks. And... Right away, when we're not doing shows, Tulsi Gabbard goes and does something that's actually kind of noble. It's just, I saw that. Yeah, it's I like, oh, that, for yeah. fuck's sake. This is Tulsi Gabbard interviewing George Santos and actually doing the right thing for journalism. a change. Yeah, yeah actually doing journalism. This is the, yeah. I hate to be putting Tulsi Gabbard up as an I example. Know, right? Yeah. But this is how you question these assholes. Mm-hmm. You don't let go. You don't right. let them wiggle out. And everyone knows, I don't need to preface how I really feel about Tulsi Gabbard. No. I don't like Tulsi Gabbard. We don't like to her at all. Yes. She's not, as they say, she's not a friend of the show. Or this country, for that matter. <laughs> but yeah. miraculously, even a blind squirrel finds a nut, miraculously, she got it right on this one. Yep. A stopped watch is uh, correct twice a day. Is that the saying? I don't know. That's the all saying. Right. Yeah. Here's Tulsi Gabbard interviewing George Santos over the break. The thing is, Congressman-elect... Uh, uh, integrity means, yes, carrying yourself with honor, but it means it means telling the truth, being a person of integrity. Of and if I were one of those in New York's third district right now, now that the election is over and I'm finding out all of these lies that you've told, not just one little lie or one little embellishment, these are blatant lies. lies. My question wow. is, do you have no shame? Mm. Do you have no shame in the people well, who are now you're asking to trust you to go and be their voice for them, their families and their kids in Washington? Wow. Tulsi, I can say the same thing about the Democrats and, and the party. Look at Joe Biden. No. Joe Biden's been lying Typical. to the American people for 40 years. He's the president of the United Bullshit. States. Democrats resoundly support him. Do they have no shame? This, Look, this I've is, made this very this clear. Is not, this I is made, not about the Democratic Party, though. This is about your relationship, no, frankly, with Check the people that. who've entrusted <laughs> you to go and, and fight for them. And I think one of the questions that, that really probably hits home to a lot of people is, is are you Jewish? We, we've got a letter <laughs> that your campaign sent out earlier this year, which reads as follows. As a proud American Jew, I've been to Israel numerous times for educational, business, and leisurely trips. You said there in that letter that you are, quote, a proud American Jew. How do you, how do you explain that? 
My heritage is Jewish. I've always identified as Jewish. I was raised a practicing Catholic. I think I've gone through this. Even I've not, not being raised a practicing Jew, I've always joked with friends and circles, even with in the campaign, I'd say, guys, I'm Jew-ish. Remember, I was raised Catholic. So yep. look, I understand everybody wants to nitpick at me. I, I'm going to reassure this once and for all. I'm not a facade. I'm not a persona. All right, that's that's it for that. Uh, Tulsi that, Gabbard that, interviewing a Republican on Fox News Channel and calling him a liar flat out. Not bad. Not bad at all. Yeah, I'm I'm so offended by the Jewish thing. <laughs> I, I I was stunned. I was just like my mouth hung open for a day after yeah. that that he would that he would go there. Has Joe Biden ever lied about his religion? Has Joe Biden ever lied about what businesses he's owned and work for? I, I, you can't. There's no equivalence here. What's okay? We already know this. I don't need to underscore the vast differences between George fucking Santos and Joe fucking Biden. There's well, Bi- two Bi- Biden people. has Biden has misremembered a couple of things, but sure. nothing nothing significant to to politics or government. Yeah. Uh, they were anecdotes that, that he, you know, that, that, that things that happened long ago that he just didn't quite remember correctly, yeah. and people caught him in that and thought that was some kind of proof of something. Yeah. But uh, it, it, nothing that affects whether or not you should vote for him. Yeah. Uh, nothing. He's he's not lied about uh, government or about about uh, democracy or, or 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 politics, his own politics. Uh, it's clear uh, his level of honesty, and uh, just as it's clear how. Totally devoid of honesty, George Santos is. You ever see that movie Shattered Glass about no, about, about. The, the reporter for the New Republic, Stephen Glass? I think that was his name. And he just made up a whole series of articles that he wrote I remember for him. the New yeah, Republic. I, remember, yeah. I didn't see the movie, but I remember the story in the news. The movie is a must-watch film. Uh, okay. Hayden Christensen plays Stephen Glass, and it is so cringy. It is so awkward, but it is so captivating and good. Shattered Glass. And yes. In fact, I kind of titled this section of our conversation here, just in my notes, I titled this Shattered Ass. Uh, all about George Santos here because I'm just I'm waiting for George Santos to announce that he was once the CEO of Juked Micronics, which is right. a direct reference to Shattered Glass. That was one of the made-up companies that Stephen Glass reported on, and so it's at that level of cringiness. Santos, according to New York Times, Santos admitted to lying about graduating from college, making misleading claims that he worked for Citigroup and Goldman mm-hmm. Sachs. He once it's said, "Bottomless." He, yeah, he had a family-owned real estate portfolio of 13 properties. Uh, on Monday, he admitted he was not a landlord. Uh, Santos is the first openly gay Republican to win a House seat as a non-incumbent, also acknowledged owing thousands in unpaid rent and a years-long marriage he had never disclosed. Well. I never claimed to be Jewish, Mr. Santos told the Post, and then he did the whole Jew-ish thing. Of greater potential concerns are questions about Mr. Santos's financial disclosures, mm-hmm. where he reported earning millions of dollars from his company, the DeVolder Organization, which is, by the way, a subsidiary of Juked Micronics. I just wanted to throw that in. I'm, I'm <laughs> joking about that. It's based on a, on a sort of a fake name that he used to use for himself. Yeah, <laughs> DeVolder Organization. Wow. Right. Uh, that just screams out bullshit. I mean, I've made up a lot of fake companies <laughs> and fake names for doing cartoons and radio bits and shit like that. 
DeVolder organization just immediately jumps off the page as, oh yeah, that's bullshit. That's made up. Right. Mr. Santos disclosed little about the operations of his company, and the Times found no public-facing assets or other property tied to the firm. Santos also did not list any clients on his disclosures, despite the requirement that candidates list any compensation over $5,000 from a single source. And then, meantime, as if that all wasn't bad enough, Brazilian authorities now intend to yes, prosecute you. George Santos for fraud now that they know where he is. I love They've been looking for him, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you may say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. I, I notice a lot of people are watching this story very closely because here's what can happen, and here's why we're sort of excited and yeah. maybe overly optimistic, but it's uh, a kid can dream. And that is that uh, now that they've reopened this case, uh, under Brazilian law, George Santos doesn't have to go back to Brazil to stand trial That's once right. they file charges against it, which they haven't done yet. This is going to take a while, folks. But the first they have to, they've announced their intention to file charges. Then they file the charges. Then the case has to come up in court. And they can, under Brazilian law, try him in, in absentia. He doesn't have to be there to be found guilty of the fraud that he and his mom committed uh, down there. And so uh, that means once he's convicted uh, by the Brazilian judicial system, uh, then he can be extradited from the United States to Brazil, and it's one less Republican in the House. Yeah, yeah. And that's what we're dreaming. Right now, whether we'll get there and how long it'll take, I don't know. But this is how tenuous that Republican House majority. This this is your red wave, ladies and gentlemen. This is the red wave that was going to sweep 50 or 60 uh, additional Republicans into the House uh, to give them that kind of majority over uh, the Democrats, and they got nine, and one may be on his way to a Brazilian jail. I don't know. The great thing about that is in the New York 3rd, if George Santos has to vacate that seat, a Democrat will easily win that seat in a special election. Easily. I believe so, yeah. Easily, yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, no doubt so. about it. I mean, if only as a reaction to George Santos and the Republican Party, the Republicans putting up this known fraud. Um, how he was able to win in the first place, that's a whole separate story. Like, where was the oppo mm -hmm. research from the Democratic yeah, Party on this guy? You know, it, it, this happens so much. The media reports these things after the guy's been elected. Right. Great. <laughs> thanks. Actually, thanks actually, for the there, help. Yeah. there was a small a local paper that covered this well before the election. National media didn't notice it, didn't didn't pick it up, didn't <sighs> see it, didn't, didn't know. Nobody passed it along to them. Yeah. I've started making it a practice. If I see small media, uh, like a small town newspaper uh, legitimately discover a legitimate story. I, I post it and, and, and call it to the attention of bigger news organizations hoping that the story will spread. Yeah. I did this with a story out of my hometown over the holidays. And and, and my hope is uh, to get more attention to this story so we can actually turn things around. And in the case of the story that I posted, uh, not because I posted it necessarily, but I like to think I helped, uh, that case did get turned around. Uh, a man in a hospice, uh, you know, weeks, months to live, uh, cops come busting in on Christmas and and take his THC. It's it's oh, the only it's the only thing that sick. helps him. But uh, by gosh, it's uh, medical marijuana is illegal in Kansas. So uh, you know it's important that we bust this dying man and uh, make him make a court appearance. Well, fortunately, the DA stepped in, the prosecutor stepped in, and said, "No, we're not doing this." Yeah, yeah. You know, that, but but only because of the press attention. Your your liberal media at work, ladies and gentlemen. Right. The, the, 
liberal media that it completely ignored the well, story. And just I'm lazy, saying, just, just yeah. sloppy. They missed something in this case. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm saying the phrase liberal media sarcastically. I think that there isn't a liberal media bias. And in fact, that's what I was supposed to debate Joe Walsh about twice over the break. <laughs> And we're going to talk about the rest of that on the Shadow Docket. Oh, okay, other, good. Yeah, I see. Even I don't know how this turned out. Oh, yeah. yeah there's a yeah. whole. Oh, there's a whole story. Yeah. We almost didn't come back today, folks, and and <laughs> you'll find out why. Can you imagine that? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It was one of those things where Jesus Christ, another vacation, and I'm working. Da, 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 da. Don't give it away. We'll do it. Okay. I'll be in the, All right. I'll All be in the Shadow Docket. <laughs> Well, there was no way that Kevin McCarthy wasn't going to seat George Santos, uh, at least prior to this uh, election. There was no way the Republican Party was going to usher him out the door because right. they need the votes. Kevin McCarthy needs the votes. They need to I mean, it would be down to four seat margin without George Santos. And knowing if, if George Santos steps down, then he would be, be probably replaced by a Democrat. So, yeah. And I, I, I presume uh, that uh, Hakeem Jeffries, under the wise tutelage of, of Nancy Pelosi, I, mm -hmm. I presume that uh, Jeffries is keenly focused right now on which moderate Republicans in the House he can get to vote against some of these insane Republican plans. Yeah. Because, because with just uh, a handful of Republicans and all Democratic votes, the Democrats could still control that House. <laughs> That's how narrow they're... They they're not in control, and they're mm -hmm. out of control all at the same time. Yes, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing to observe. Well, we got it a lot is. of... We're, we're, yeah. we're going to need a house in the long run, so the uh, long run might not be beautiful, but right now, it's hilarious. So what are the odds of Scalise winning, or uh, it seems like uh, who cares? we're entering into the realm of the possibility <laughs> of some sort of consensus speaker? Who yeah. has votes from the Democratic Party as well? Which well, you know, credit where credit is due. Ruben Gallego was talking about this on day one. I think it was the day after election day. He's like, you know what? This is maybe something that's going to happen, and he was dead on, spot on. Yeah. So uh, we'll maybe. see. Maybe I, I suppose I just hate to see the uh, Democrats, any Democrat, help bail out the mess the Republicans have made for themselves. Yeah. They would make us wallow. I think we should make them figure it out on their own as well. Oh, yeah. Well, this is not going to happen anytime. I mean, if it happens, it won't happen today. It'll right. happen sometime it didn't, either later in the week. Today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if they're smart, they're just going to bleed this for all it's worth. They're just going to let it play out and then finally step in and go, okay, enough's enough. We, can, we need a Speaker of the House. Here, let's do this thing. Let's do this other workaround. Liz Cheney or whoever. Of course. Uh, maybe we'll yeah, make them Speaker. Uh, here's what would be great if you talk about dreaming, and I know we have to go to break, but uh, wouldn't it be great if uh, some of these folks uh, were indicted between now and the time a Speaker is, is elected? <laughs> That would certainly throw a wrench in the works as well. Absolutely. And some of them are candidates for indictment. And what's the lesson here? Ultimately, the lesson is don't whiz on the fucking fence. Don't whiz on the electric fence. Okay. It'll sting your pee-pee. It's you know what? It's not just the phrase, it's the phrase coming out of that voice. That I know. <laughs> makes I know. it perfect. Okay. Well, here's the uh, here's the thing. I, I know you're probably listening to the show and going, you know, this is a great show. The only problem with the show is all these goddamn commercials. We hear commercials at the beginning of the show. We hear commercials halfway through the show. We hear commercials 
two thirds of the way through the show, and then finally at the end of the show too. My God, Bob, what's what's how do we get around this? What do we do? What do we do? Well, here's the best way to listen to the Bob Seska show without all of the commercial interruptions. Mm-hmm. You go to our Patreon page. The address is bobseskashow.com. You scroll down to the link for what's called the ultimate edition of the podcast, mm-hmm. and you sign up for just fifteen dollars a month. I can't do the math in terms of what that dollar amount is per episode oh, of the show. You can't, you can't put a value on this. Yeah, there, it's, it's worth, <laughs> yeah. It's a bargain at twice the price. We pass exactly. the savings on to you, of course. In exchange for your generous support, your generous $15 a month generous support, we're going to give you a completely commercial-free version of the Tuesday show, the Wednesday show, and the Thursday show. I sit here... Every time we finish the show and I take out my scissors and I cut out all of the commercials. So you don't have to deal with any of the commercials. But wait, there's more. There's still more. You also get the Shadow Docket show every Tuesday and Thursday included in that level of support. So for $15 a month, no more commercials ever in your life ever as long as you're listening to this show. Plus you get the Shadow Docket every Tuesday and Thursday. Still more. You're also going to get the Friday After Party podcast with me and Kimberly Johnson included that level of support, all for just $15 a month. Again, the website address, URL thing is bobseskashow.com. Again, bobseskashow.com. Link in the description, as always. And we thank you. Yeah. (sighs) The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Oh, yeah, this is brand new to the show. This is a group called Local Dive. This is track one of their brand new album. Album is called, uh, well, the song is called Quick Draw. Right here, we got a link in the description to support Local Dive. Just go to bobseska.com, find this episode, scroll on down. All the links are there for you. Nice sound. Yeah, I love this stuff. 
All right. I'm, I'm laughing. I mean, Scott, uh, Scott McFarlane, a reporter I trust uh, at CBS, yeah. has just posted video of uh, George Santos being chased by reporters down a hallway. <laughs> and and uh, he's getting away from him until he discovers the hallway is a dead end. <laughs> And then Shit. he has to turn around and walk back through them. <laughs> so that's that's what it, Republicans in disarray. Yeah. I'm here for it. I love it. Yep. I love every yep. second of it. Yeah, what was happening in uh, Brazil is uh, with George Santos, just before his 20th birthday, Santos entered a small clothing store in the Brazilian city of... I'm not even going to try to pronounce that. He's a, well, he's a small man, so he would go to a small clothing store. That's <laughs> right. Just, just outside of Rio. He spent nearly $700 using a stolen checkbook and a false name records uh -huh. show. And by the way, the false name is Joey Jojo Shabadoo Jr. <laughs> it was his made-up name. Uh, Mr. Santos admitted the fraud to the shop owner in August of 2009, uh, writing on a popular social media site in Brazil, quote, I know I screwed up, but I want to pay. In 2010, he and his mother told the police that he had stolen the checkbook of a man his mother used to work for and used it to make fraudulent purchases. So that is evidently a big no-no and could end up landing George Santos in prison for five years. You know, here's the thing about uh, George Santos is he always comes clean once he's been caught. So you got to hand him at least, unlike Trump, at least at least he goes, well, you got me. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm sorry, I was bad. And then he turns around and does it again, of course, which makes it unforgivable, but it's just uh, funny the difference. Well, that's the thing that's going to piss everyone off. If George right. Santos goes to jail for a longer period of time than Donald Trump, <laughs> and all George Santos did was uh, pay oh. $700 using a stolen checkbook in in rio uh that'll be a little bit of a illustration in terms of our uh, flawed justice system in this country yeah I think. yeah I, on that subject i'm i'm still optimistic i i do think uh, this will be a year of justice but my god uh People are hurting. People yeah. people need this, and we still haven't gotten it. Uh, the people need this. I I, I think uh, the folks at the Justice Department, Jack Smith, uh, understand this, and they're doing their jobs. They're doing them properly, but uh, they they have to be aware of how very much in need the majority of this nation is of justice. At the very least. Trump should go to prison just for his reaction to the release of his tax returns. Did you see that thing that he posted <laughs> yeah, on Truth yeah. Central? Truth, Truth Central. Central. Yeah, something yeah. like uh, anyone who's responsible for this thing that happened to me is going to face horrible things. Horrible things are going to happen. Yeah, other, other Republicans have been making threats, too, uh, saying, well, if that's how it's going to work when we're in control, yeah. we're going to release the tax forms of uh, Hunter Biden. We're going to release the tax forms of uh, the liberal Supreme Court justices. We're, you know, <laughs> they're, they're just uh, insane. And again, I think this I think that this is transparent enough and the, the country is now wised up enough uh, to see right through this and to yeah. see that the Republicans have no ability to govern. The Republicans are incapable of running government and they're proving it while we record this show and while you're listening to it later.
Nothing but poop flinging monkeys is what they are. Yeah, and really? somehow, through the miracle of gerrymandering, they ended up gaining control of the House of Representatives. I think the New York Democrats had a little something to do with that as well. Yeah, it's a whole yeah. separate issue. Uh, but here we are. We've got a House of Representatives now controlled, at least with a five-seat majority, for now, by poop flinging monkeys. They're, uh, and the... The hearings that we're going to hear, the kangaroo courts that are currently being assembled by the House Republicans, they should infuriate everyone, especially when we see two years of ongoing investigations into one line from one Hunter Biden email, alleged Hunter Biden email, and a Mm -hmm. line that may or may not even be legitimate, something about what's in it for the big guy. That was the line, and there were it was some conversation with Hunter Biden about a deal in China, and then there's someone replied to Hunter and said, "What about the big guy?" Allegedly yeah, so referring that, that, to Joe those Biden. Weren't, those weren't even the words of Hunter Biden, and yeah. we don't know that those were not inserted in there yes. when uh, when a certain hard drive made a certain trip to Ukraine. <laughs> exactly right. Was in the possession of uh, Rudy Giuliani for a period right. of time. Jesus Christ! What more evidence do you need that this shit was doctored? But the fact of the matter is that they're going to investigate this one line in this email as evidence of some sort of financial corruption by Joe what? Biden in cahoots with China. China. What was it we had with Benghazi? 11 hearings? 11 yeah. hearings at, at the cost of millions and tens yeah. of millions of dollars? Yeah, and they found no linkage, no wrongdoing by the, uh, certainly no law-breaking by but the But it was never about that. It was never about that. It was about the show. It was about the show. It was about owning the libs. That's what it was about here is the real linkage to china and that is donald trump donald trump Mm -hmm. paid one million dollars in foreign taxes in 2017 alone while only paying 750 dollars that's not 750,000 or 750 million or anything like that. 750 dollars period in taxes Mm -hmm. in the united states for that year 750 dollars 750 you know how much this infuriated me and those of you who also have a small business and have to pay quarterly taxes those of you who are Mm -hmm. independent contractors have to pay quarterly taxes i I dumped a gigantic pile of money into the irs at the end of december into Mm -hmm. the maryland comptroller's office Do do you say comptroller or is it comptroller 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 okay i don't know why i said comptroller (laughs) what's wrong with me today That's Um, how it should be pronounced, but no one does it. No. uh, But, yeah, I paid a shitload of money to the federal government and to the Maryland government. And it was, I can assure you, a lot more than $750. Trump only paid, he claims to be a billionaire. Obviously, he's not. Teachers, firefighters, and cops yes. pay far more in taxes than that weasel did. And and you you touched on this. I think it's worth, and I hope I have, I'm remembering the numbers correctly. I believe Trump, we received through his tax returns, they got $55 million worth of loans from uh, like six or seven foreign countries, most of which are not friends of the United States. No, no. In fact, uh, here are some of the countries Donald Trump paid taxes to. Oh, in you in the it. year in tax year 2020 Azerbaijan Panama the United Kingdom China 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 yeah India Canada Qatar Saint Martin Qatar. Dominican Republic United Arab Emirates there you go Puerto Rico Israel Indonesia Ireland Turkey Uruguay and then something called quote unquote 
other country. I'm not sure what other country is. Which oh, country is that? Is that, a, is that a shithole country? I'm not sure. Uh, but, uh, it, yeah, other country was listed in there, too. Right. So this is the guy who's spent all this time demonizing China, attacking Joe Biden for some sort of non-existent connection to Ukraine, for some sort of non-existent connection to China. I've been screaming about this forever. There have been reports in the New York Times and other publications of record about Donald Trump's relationship, ongoing business relationship with China. The largest national bank in China rented an entire floor. I think it was two floors of Trump Tower. Yeah, and so there, and the list goes on and on and on. Donald Trump has offices in Shanghai, the Trump International Hotels, and they've got a bank account there. They've paid taxes there. Every single uh, person, every single witness who appears before one of these stupid committees, mm-hmm. one of these House committees investigating, yeah, Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, and the linkage to China, mm-hmm. needs to read this. As part of their opening statement. Well, yeah, yeah, no, that's perfectly fitting because a Republican cornered, as you heard with George Santos earlier, will say, well, the Democrats do it. Uh, th- this is our chance to say that the Republicans are the ones who are yeah. doing it. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, I know this is a little bit off, but it's another thing revealed by Trump's tax returns that I think we all should make much of. And that is the fact that uh, what well, we knew all along, that, that uh, Trump is not the successful businessman he's made him out. Uh, he's made himself out to be. No. Uh, we've learned that it is true what Barbara Walters exposed 30 years ago, uh, that this is a house of cards. Uh, we we see uh, solid proof in his tax returns that he owes his quote-unquote success to money he has inherited, to properties he inherited that he cashed out so he would ha- they would turn them into cash. Uh, we see that he has cheated on his taxes. This is not a real successful businessman. This is not a successful businessman. This man is a cheat. And and I think, you know, that's something that, that all of us can spend some time dwelling on uh, while those witnesses before those Republican committees uh, remind them of, of Trump's foreign investments. Oh, yeah. loans. Yeah. yeah, and in fact, uh, that same tax year, tax year 2020, where he paid taxes in all these other foreign right. countries, uh, Trump and the former first lady reported a negative income of $4.7 million. So minus $4.7 million right. in 2020 with $0 of taxable income and a net tax liability of $0. So he paid zero. no taxes for tax year 2020. 0.0. 0. Yeah. yeah okay. Hey, we're, we're rich. We're $5 million in the red. <laughs> That's right. The couple also reportedly claimed a tax refund of $5.47 million. So you, American taxpayer, helped to pay a tax refund to Donald Trump and Melania Trump of $5.47 million. Money far better spent on educators and first responders, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. So meantime, the Joint Committee on Taxation has argued that an auditor should investigate the loan agreements Trump made with his children, with Don Jr., Eric Jr., Ivanka Jr., uh, including the interest rates. If if the interest right. Trump claims to have charged his kids was not at market rate, for example, it could be considered a gift for tax purposes, requiring him to pay a higher tax rate on that money. And then meantime, the House Ways and Means Committee found that the IRS opened only one 
mandatory audit during Trump's term for his 2016 tax return. And that didn't take place until the fall of 2019 after Richie Neal yeah, first sent a letter asking the IRS for Trump's uh, returns and, and tax information. The report characterizes the presidential audit program as, quote unquote, dormant. If you've yeah. been if you've been audited at all of the last six years, you got to be screaming about this. This stinks to high heaven uh, in terms of uh, the corruption that appears to be behind it. You're telling me that the IRS had the budget to uh, audit uh, Obama uh, every yeah. year that he was in office, to yeah. audit uh, you know Bush every year that he was in office, but suddenly ran out of money uh, when uh, Trump became president. Uh, there's obviously something fishy going on here, and somebody needs to get to the bottom of that. Yeah. Uh, funny how the IRS should run out of money. We just didn't have the money to do it. We couldn't, you know, and, and other excuses we've heard, all of them lame, because there were no obstacles to auditing uh, previous presidents, and nor have there been any obstacles in auditing Biden since yeah. he was elected. Yeah. Well, there will be Democrats on all of these Republican-controlled committees in the House of Representatives, unless for some reason... Reason they get you know they act like they're petty vengeful selves uh banning democrats from some of the committees which i don't know necessarily that they will do however these democrats should also be responsible for mentioning all of this shit every time china comes up and it will come up a lot i mean they're forming a select committee just to investigate the china shit they're forming a whole committee just to investigate the or hunter biden uh non-existent laptop and the allegations right. surrounding that and so in every single one of these hearings this needs to be brought up. This needs to be hammered into the record every single day without let up. Because, I, I, you know, obviously, we've spent six years of Donald Trump tearing our hair out over one atrocity, one injustice after another. And this is sort of like just another thing on the pile, but one that I think we can all relate to because we all pay taxes. We all understand uh, the mm -hmm. hypocrisy, especially... Very relatable. I yeah. mean, even if you take out the fact that he paid zero taxes or $750 in taxes in some of these tax years, if you take all of that out, the fact that he continued to have overseas business while he was president, you know, highlighting a gigantic conflict of interest, mm -hmm. that alone is a huge, huge problem. So I hope the Senate, I hope that uh, Chuck Schumer and the Senate Democrats use their subpoena power, use their control over these committees to continue to like anally probe Donald Trump over all this shit. <laughs> and, and by the way, it's time to shore up the emoluments clause. Yeah, thank you. Yes, that too. It, yeah. So we still have to talk about the release of the January 6th report. Uh, that also happened while we were gone. I mean, it was Trump's taxes. It was the Jan no. 6th report. Oh my God. It's it was an amazing holiday. I don't remember one like it, actually. Yeah, I can't tell you. I lost count at, like, I don't know, 60 different tabs I had open. In my, <laughs> right. In my version of Firefox. I just, every time I see a news story we want to talk about on the show, I open up a new tab with a link. And I, just throughout the break, I was just accumulating all of these. So it was really satisfying to prep today's show and delete all of those <laughs> links, all <of> those tabs <laughs> off of my browser. It frees up a lot of space. So we're going to talk about the Jan 6 report. Got to yep. talk about, oh, my God, Trump floating an idea on Truth Central. <laughs> Truth Central. And we got to talk about that, plus, uh, plus uh, some Elon Musk news. And uh, some good news coming out of Arizona. So all that <laughs> and a whole lot more 
right after these words. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bob Seska plays more music. Recording artist of the show. This is Wombat Carnival. It's my favorite kind of carnival. Is a wombat carnival. If, you, if you've never been, the funnel cake is delicious. I don't know if you've ever had it, but strongly recommend. This is a song called Waterfall. By the way, link in the description to support Wombat Carnival and this brand new single. Yeah, you know, I'm thinking, uh, and I'm just thinking out loud here. I have no plans necessarily. But the reception to our indie Christmas music playlist this yes. past year was overwhelming. Everyone seemed oh, to love great. the, uh, obviously, the song selection. Our recording artists are mm-hmm. top-notch. And these Christmas songs, some of them familiar, some of them brand new. And yeah. uh, I'm considering bringing back the indie music countdown, but just doing it as, as a straight-up playlist without me yammering between the songs or anything like that, and just running it as something yeah. that you can play in the background, you can play in the car, you won't have to listen to any talking. We Just pl- just do it exactly like we did the Indie Christmas playlist uh, this so past year. Yeah, You're saying less talk, more rock. Exactly. Basically. Less talk, yeah. more music, everybody. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly what I'm talking about. Because yeah, You, you know, if, if uh, listeners are like me, they were looking for new stuff this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah obviously, there's some Christmas uh, holiday classes Classics that we like, uh, but uh, sometimes you wish for something new. And these indie artists have come up with some beautiful, beautiful music. Yeah. Uh, really, really great. I'm not surprised at the popularity of that. So you think the problem was the DJ, huh? Um, I, I, you, you know, maybe. I, I'll, <laughs> and it was one of those things throughout the course of doing the indie music countdown. If you noticed. There was less and less talk as time went on. I just sort of started to edit myself out of the thing to the point now where that indie Christmas playlist seemed to work so well and got such great response 
and I think it had a lot to do with the format, where just just the music, nothing but music, block to wall to wall music. Uh, wow. I don't know, twenty five songs in a row. Uh, you know, we used oh. to in radio, we used to do ten in a row, and that was the that was a big deal, ten songs in a row, without any commercial interruption. This would be like uh, maybe 19, 20 songs in a row. Is I think that's a pretty good format, and based on the response, I think that's maybe something we'll do instead of playing the songs at the end of the show. Um, we're going to do that today. We're going to play these couple of songs at the end of the show as we normally do. But I think moving forward, unless I receive some sort of strident objections in the comments on Patreon or wherever, mm-hmm. I think that's what we do. I think at the end of the month, I'll just put all the songs in one big long playlist and just do it like that. Well, you can go that direction if you like. I was still hoping for a solo reading of It's a Wonderful Life, but... <laughs> You know, fine. You no, want to do that's music? No, not, not, no. Never, ever. Uh, I was just throwing the script right out the window. Okay. So I love this idea. Uh, this is one of my favorite things during the break. As far as news stories go, I love the fact that Trump floated the possibility of running as a third-party candidate. Yes. This was an actual thing that he posted once again on Truth Truth, truth yeah. Central. No, and let me point out, we don't look at Truth. We don't, we're not on Truth Central. No. We see, we see this through other people, but it's real, and yes, he does these things. Yes. So uh, Donald Trump appeared to float, this is from the Huffington Post, appeared to float the idea of running a third-party campaign if increasingly disgruntled Republican leaders don't get behind his 2024 run for the presidency. And you know what's funny about that sentence? The 2024 run for the presidency. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> he's barely, if at all, running. He yeah. hasn't really done He did the announcement, and then that was it. It's like... Yeah, hasn't anybody noticed the lack of rallies? I mean, this man has been all about rallies. He was running when he wasn't running, and now that he's running, he's not running. It's, yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very confusing. And sad. sad. I love it's how sad, sad it is. Yeah, yeah. sad. Yeah. So uh, Trump signaled the possibility by posting an article on... Truth, truth, sensual. On Wednesday, the uh, coming split by Dan Galertner, the uh-huh. right-wing journal American Greatness, was the publication promoting such an option, a third-party run. The author of this piece believes such a move would torpedo Trump's chances of winning the White House, but it would also wipe out Republican hopes, which Glertner uh, argued would be a deserving punishment for rejecting the popular former president. It's the only thing that's better than Republicans in disarray is for (laughs) the Republican vote to be split, uh, leaving them powerless in the next election. Man, that's that's one way to save democracy. Ronna McDaniel reportedly warned Donald Trump. She said, you cannot do that. If you do, we will lose forever. And I'm there for it. What do you think of that, Tucker Carlson? Losing forever. How about that? <laughs> it's hilarious, I know. He's giddy. According to Jonathan <laughs> Carl, Trump responded exactly, uh, you lose forever without me. I don't care. This is what Republicans deserve for not sticking up for me. What a right. sad little baby. What yes, a teeny yes, tiny little yes. fragile, brittle little man he is. God. Yeah, and yet they and yet Republicans still fear him, whether yeah. it's justified or not. Uh, he also, I think, in one of his uh, truth... Social draw truth, truth, essential. Posts uh, declared himself clairvoyant. Uh, <laughs> of course. And, uh, so you yeah, know, the guy's nuts. We we also, by the way, a couple of revelations from the Jan Six report uh, that that Trump wanted ten thousand National Guardsmen to protect him and the protesters. Yes. Uh, and and he also wanted a trademark rigged election. He asked. <laughs> he asked, can we get a trademark on rigged election? <laughs> yeah, if I can have a trademark on you, asshole. Absolutely. <laughs> 
always marketing with him, right? Yes. He's just yeah, like, well, okay. Well, I mean, yeah, it's all at once. The election was rigged against him and also a marketing opportunity. I can, exactly. brand, I can brand this. Why don't I? We could learn. We could learn from him. Yes. <laughs> We really Jesus could. Christ. All of us. The January 6th committee submitted referrals for criminal prosecution to the Department of Justice for the following crimes committed by Trump. One, obstructing an official proceeding. Two, conspiracy to defraud the United States. Three, making false statements. And four, inciting an insurrection. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> I know, Tucker. It's awesome. Uh, meantime, co-conspirators in efforts to overturn the election identified in the January 6th committee executive summary. Trump... Meadows, Giuliani, Eastman, mm -hmm, Clark, mm -hmm. and he, our, our favorite cheese bro is, is here on the list. <laughs> cheese bro. Cheese, the bro of cheese. Uh, also, Sean Hannity testified under oath. He never believed Trump's claims of election fraud in his deposition in the Dominion lawsuit against Fox News. Hannity stated, quote, I did not believe it for one second. And that never got reported on Fox News. No. And uh, one of my favorite stories to come out of the January 6th report is Charlie Kirk pleading the fifth when asked his age. Uh -huh. <laughs> so he said, Mr. Kirk, how old are you? And then Kirk's response was, on advice of counsel, I'm invoking my Fifth Amendment right to not testify and decline to answer the question. And what is your highest level of education? On advice of counsel, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah pled the fifth to his highest level of education. But yeah. as far as his age, how old are you? I think he was going to respond by holding his hand out and going, this many? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> and instead just, ah, oh, you know what, yeah, I'll just plead the fifth because it's the same know, number. On its deposition of John Eastman, uh, John Eastman also uh, pled the fifth to every question he was asked. Uh, just uh, the, the, This exposes the lack of cooperation by some of these folks. And uh, going uh, back uh, to your list, uh, some of those folks are serving in Congress. And, you know, if uh, indictments come down, maybe they won't be. Uh, meantime, Nick Fuentes also pled the fifth to a bunch of questions. <laughs> these guys, this is what they do. I don't recall, and we right. also plead the fifth. And then uh, he was asked, during the period before the 2020 election, were you in direct contact with any people employed by the Trump 2020 campaign? His response, Fifth Amendment. Were you in direct contact with anyone at the Trump White House? Fifth Amendment. Were you in direct contact with anyone in the Trump family? Fifth Amendment. Mm -hmm. This screams out guilt. I, you know, it's just it exactly what Trump said. It's only mobsters mm -hmm. do that. It makes you look guilty. Right. And that's exactly what it looks like. As, even with have. Charlie Kirk pleading the fifth about his age. <laughs> so goddamn funny. What we have are really bad, really stupid mobsters, yes. So uh, speaking of really bad, stupid mobsters, Elon Musk <laughs> has lost $200 billion directly connected to his continued fuckery on Twitter. Another genius businessman, another successful <laughs> businessman, ladies and gentlemen, as they get exposed one after the other after the other. None of these guys knows what they're doing. All of these guys lucked into the money, inherited the yep. money. Yep. Elon Musk was the second person to ever amass a personal fortune more than $200 billion, breaching that threshold in January 2021, months after Jeff Bezos from Amazon. The Tesla Inc. chief executive officer has now achieved a first of his own, becoming the only person in history to erase $200 billion from his net worth. History of the planet. Wow. Yeah. yeah. 
That's amazing. Tesla has saw its well, stock plummet well. 65% in 2022, the biggest ever decline for the world's largest electric car manufacturer. His wealth has dropped from $340 billion down to $137 billion. Right, he was able right. to lose $200 billion, and yet he still has $137 billion. I mean, he could walk up and hand Buzz Burbank a check for $30 billion and he would still have $107 billion. <laughs> That's how much money that is. But, and this is all. Yeah, but after taxes, I only get to keep about $15 billion. <laughs> That's true. You're so screwed. So screwed. What a, what a terrible problem to have. I know, right? Yeah. Um, but again, this illustrates just the vast wealth accumulated by this asshole. And so he's able to dump $44 billion to buy Twitter, goes on Twitter, starts flailing around, acting like an a-hole the whole time, drives his Tesla stock price down. He still claims, claims it's interest rates. Drive, but that's, you know what, interest rates aren't affecting other stocks that way. So you can't make it all about the interest rates. It's no. got It's got to be all about his fuckery scaring investors from certain stocks are unique and, and yeah. we investors or you know experts look at their individual behavior as opposed to in the context of other that's stocks right. Yeah. that's right and uh by the way in a semi-related situation on another social media platform you think mm -hmm. twitter's bad right now yeah. TikTok is a goddamn mess and has always been a mess. It is, oh, yeah. as Hal Sparks is constantly reinforcing, TikTok is Chinese malware. That's yeah, what and TikTok by the way, is. this is this is one thing we agree with even the craziest Republicans on. Yeah. Uh, TikTok has to go. Yeah, uh, it it is Chinese intelligence. It has been from the beginning. I remember trying to warn people about it when I was doing newscasts a few years back. Yeah, uh, and and yet we're still here. And and by the way, we should mention on yet another platform, Facebook. Uh, Zuckerberg's thinking about letting Trump back on there, just as Elon Musk is thinking about letting Trump back on Twitter. Oh, this is great. You know they. They, they all yeah. suck and and uh, you know I mean uh, don't let them run you off no, I'm I'm not I'm I'm standing my ground I'm not letting them run me off at least not until the very last minute I'm gonna hang on to all of these for as long as I can but damn it I mean this has got to stop because the amount of hate and disinformation that is spread uh, often foreign based uh, it's just got to stop this cannot continue this is you know I, I remember John Stewart saying years ago and I repeated this before that he thought 24-7 cable news was the worst thing to happen to American politics. Well, social media has come along and topped it. Yes. Uh, how much malfeasance do we have to list coming from social media platforms in order to emphasize the fact that this is a toxic environment? This is a toxic I, thing that's happened online. You know, and, and I don't know if this would be a popular idea or not and, and or if it's too late to do so. But uh, I believed in, you know, this is Buzz Burbank speaking, in using your real name. I think you should use your real name, damn it. <laughs> Everybody knows I'm Michael J. Elston, so there's no, there's yeah, no oh, facade, no yeah. secret there. Yeah. But uh, I think that on social media, you should have to use your real name. It, mm -hmm. should be, it should be visible somewhere there. I think there'd be a lot less fuckery. Oh, there I go swearing again. <laughs> there'd be a lot less fuckery on, on social media <laughs> if people had to be held accountable, if they had to use their real names. Yeah. Uh, I, it's always bothered me. Even a, a good number of my friends have, have come up with clever little Twitter handles for themselves. And I have, because of that, I have no idea who they are. You know, I mean, I want to I want to really know you. And, and yeah. I want to know where this information is coming from. I think one of the biggest problems, the biggest failure of social media is the failure to make people use their real names. Yes, and that is a hill that I have died on many times. So I'm yeah. aware. <laughs> 
I'm wishing best right? of luck to you on I'm, social oh, media. It's, it's, I, don't, I don't expect to win, but I, I hope <laughs> the, the idea spreads. I, yeah. I hope more people adopt that and feel the same way. I know some people that don't like that, and they like their cute little names. And yeah. I, you know, Maybe there's a way you can do both. I think you should be accountable with somewhere at the head of your account your real name. Frankly, for me, it's that old-school journalism thing, print journalism thing, where with letters to the editor, we always used to require that letters to the editor have an address mm-hmm. and a phone number yeah. along with a proper name uh, submitted to the newspaper so we know that it's not just some crank trolling people. And that that was a good system. That was, I mean, it yeah, wasn't indeed, always foolproof, indeed. but it was a good yeah. system. Attribution uh, is good. If yeah. you want to know more on this, just follow me on social media at Buzz Burbank. <laughs> <laughs> which is, which my, is not your handle. <laughs> my, yeah. my, my hypocrisy of the day. At Michael J. Elston is That's the right. actual yeah Twitter handle. That's right. Um, yeah, and then speaking of Facebook, uh, a teen was so sold into sex slavery after Facebook did nothing for 24 hours, according to the Daily Beast. So this is a whole story you can find on the Daily Beast about this. It is awful and tragic. And then back to TikTok. Financial Times has reported that TikTok has admitted to using the application data from its platform to track the location of journalists. So I I can't help but to recall that uh, this coming up summer, it's going to be the 10th anniversary of the Edward Snowden revelations, the Snowden files, and the rise of Glenn wow, Greenwald. Ten years and, already. Wow. Yeah, ten years. And I remember how outraged people were that the NSA may or may not have had your unidentified metadata stored on a server somewhere, um, not realizing that most of the websites that you visit collect far greater amounts of personal information about you, tracking you, tracking, uh, dig into all of your account information and so on. That's Everyone seems to be fine with that. And, you know, in the 10 years since the Snowden files, I I don't know how many people have a corporate listening device now in their house, whether it's uh, an Amazon device or a Google device. Your refrigerator. (laughs) Yeah. Seriously. Uh, the remote control that we have. Vo- voice command, yeah. Yeah, the voice command. Uh, and I always wonder about that because Kimberly and I always do like <laughs> an unofficial podcast every night where we just get right. to jabbering during commercial breaks and things like that. And I always wonder if it's being listened to via our little well, microphone on I, our remote I, control. I've, en- I've enjoyed it, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. One, one last thing here before we uh, wrap up the show. Yes. Uh, not only has Katie Hobbs been officially sworn in as governor of Arizona, uh, but an Arizona judge has ordered Carrie Lake to pay $33,000 in legal fees to Katie Hobbs. I just love it. She's love that story. She's still fighting a good luck loser. And as an update, uh, during the course of recording the show, uh, the uh, house was called in to, to order. And uh, as we approached the vote, uh, it appeared that, in fact, as we predicted, Kevin McCarthy will lose that first vote to be wow. speaker of the house. Holy shit! <laughs> this yeah. is uh, this is an amazing thing. The evolution that has taken place over the last, I would go back to 2008. Uh-huh. With the rise of Barack Obama, right? the amount of array that we've seen from the Democratic Party and the increasing level of organization that we see on the Democratic side right. has been to- outstanding to observe compared to the disintegration of the Republican Party. Anyone who's still talking about Democrats in disarray, they need to throw out that script because that script is outdated by... I don't know, 16 years. I mean, it's It's, long outdated. 
It has been 100 years since this kind of chaos has happened. 100 years. That's how long it's been. And that's what it's taken for them to get back to this point. It was the Republicans last time, too. So, you know, it's just great. They've taken control just as the wheels come off the wagon. Yeah, and you know what? The best-case scenario for Kevin McCarthy is he gives all kinds of concessions to the the Rodeo Clown Caucus, to Matt Gaetz and Boebert and all the rest. Yeah, Yeah, he already has. But the thing is, with more empowerment, to them, the the crazy on display is also going to help Democrats. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's whizzing on the electric fence. So yes, exactly. The best case scenario for Kevin Kevin McCarthy is also the best case scenario for the Democratic Party and for democracy, mm-hmm. because Amen. this is going to drive independents away from Republicans. It's going to drive swing voters away mm-hmm. from Republicans, and uh, this could be the thing. <laughs> That, you that know what? Stings, I almost th- went down that road again. I almost went down the road of we got them, and I stopped myself. Well, this could be the thing that stings their pee-pee. Let's yeah. say that. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Absolutely. Okay. Shadow Docket coming up next on our Patreon page, BobSuskaShow.com. We're going to talk about our Christmas breaks. I've got some funny and interesting stories, one involving Joe Walsh. Oh, shit. Okay. BobSuskaShow.com. We'll see you over there, folks. Take care. Bye-bye. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.
on your boots again I've walked a mile in no shoes Don't kill the messenger I'm only trying to save your skin From the war is me Moments, won't you wish that you'd have taken that advice? I know you wish you traded that short temper for a little longer life. No turning back around, watch staring down, consequence of pride. Now, oh, you should have slowed down, young man, before you ran out of time. There's more to life than always being right, reaching for control. Sometimes a noble fight is taking flight, is better for the soul. Get right with God, the path you're on will introduce you to your maker. The devil's house is full of all the fools that he can make his takers. Fence. Is this really?